Hello, my dear ones. This is a Monday morning, and I hope this catches you. It's nice and quiet. You never say that, but it's nice and quiet around town this morning. Here in Florida, the Northerners are headed back, I think. The traffic here is atrocious. But uh, thanks, Lily. The banana. The banana man. What was that? What was his name? Eat 60 bananas a day. Anybody ever try to eat 60 bananas a day? I probably have uh, five or six spread out because I'll get up in the middle of the night and have a banana and a handful of raisins if I'm hungry. This is Chintzy. All right, so that's the new book. Remember, come in a three-ring binder. That was cool. But so expensive to buy. I mean, it's unbelievable. This one's a lot cheaper, but look. I mean, it goes up like this. And we've got some color, and we've got all kinds of things back here in it. But... It looks kind of got some iridology in it. Yeah, it's got this in it. And stuff like this. But look how it's, look the binding. Because of course we're going by a local printer, but thoughts or comments. I mean this this one alone would be what. 60 bucks, 65 bucks. I don't know. I tell you, prices are crazy. Because I'm one of those uh, read a book fan. That's why we uh, opened up our bookstore on our school. Uh, because, uh, of course, you can get everything online, I guess. But it's fun to have that Arnold Eretz uh, grape uh, uh, diet edition. You know, the grape book, incredible. Um, we've got Arnold Eretz books, we've got a lot of uh, natural hygienic books, uh, um, you know, a lot of the books that I read coming along uh, way back in the early 70s, N.W. Walker, uh, these type of people that, you know, confirm. Sometimes when you're going after your health issues, uh, you really uh, surround yourself with energy that's related to that. And so many people are trying to get well in households that are tugging them away from that, you know, laughing at them or things like that. It's like the joke's on everybody else. You're the, the living truth. And uh, when you take this on, you're going after the health of your physical embodiment, but it, it actually boomerangs into the health of all your bodies and then more of an opening of your awareness. So I know a lot of people get ridiculed sometimes for all raw and all this stuff, but that's just the nature of where the negative forces are right now. You know, like I said, get out of your minds. You're, not every thought's yours. Well, we did a four-hour Q&A the other day, Tuesday, with Pat. That's always fun. Yeah, I could have gone five hours. No, but I had to go to pee. But uh, 
four hours uh, is a long time, you know, sitting and answering questions. But I used to do uh, eight-hour live uh, uh, school days all the time. Uh, we did get up to three times a year. And that's intense when you're getting up there pumping out energy to a couple hundred people. You know, it's an it's intense uh, energy thing. Uh, shoot, I used to leave my body all the time. <laughs> but uh, I know there's a lot of you that we didn't get to, of course, on these uh, live Zooms, and you sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait to get in line. And I apologize wholeheartedly. I would sit there all night if I could handle it anymore. Uh, but uh, the whole gig is to make sure that you get your help you need, that you understand why you have the symptoms you do and how you get the remedy from that. And there are a couple things that are really vital for every single person on this planet to understand. And the one is very, very simple, although when anybody name, says the word chemistry, People go, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, no, no. We all on this planet, no matter what level, need to learn there's two sides to chemistry. That's it. And that all the elements and compounds and everything else that you see, all the forms that you see, everything is a product of these two sides of chemistry. There's only two forces that run the entire galaxies and universes in the physical world. And the way they can come together and it's untold the amount of frequencies and things like that. But in the bottom line of this is that there's only two sides of chemistry. One is alkaline, alkalizing, uh, what they call anionic. This is electrical. This means that in physics you have a higher level of electrons circling or orbiting around your protons and nucleus. This gives it what they call a negative charge, but it's really electrical. Then you have the proton-rich side of chemistry, which is the acid side of chemistry. Just the word acid, you know, is like negative acid, you know. And that's why we assign the word corrosive to acids. You know, like soda pop, very corrosive. Cleans batteries nice, you know, stuff like this. But we drink that stuff, you know, and... The acid side of chemistry is not the overly friendly type. Now, I say that, and then when you get into the minor acids, these are around the fives and the sixes, you're into estrogen, testosterone, aldosterone. You're into the uh, stimulants, basically, uh, gonadal stimulants. Uh, their job, of course, look at estrogen. It'll actually create capillary bleeding and things like this. But there's a role to play in that. So... When you look at a minor acid, and you have medical doctors coming along and blaming estrogen for cancers and stuff like this and feeding the fire and stuff like this. However, to truly damage a cell uh, to the point of uh, uh, beyond the atypical stage into the degraded or degenerative side, what they call cancer side, you've got to be down around three, and probably four as well, but three, that'll take out any cell you know, change the morphology of cytoplasm, that's the cell fluids, and break down the organelles of a cell, and pretty soon a virus is released, and pretty soon you have detoxification going on. You have the inflammatory process going on. And that's the process that the body uses to get rid of or deal with the acids. 
And one must realize that acids are, generally speaking, because everything has acids in it. If I ate some fruit, you've got your acid principles, phosphorus and all these sides of, of, of elements that are acidic. So you always have acid components in all foods. But the predominant components bring an alkaline or an electrical ash. Because you know when you break down foods, you've got digestion, right? So you got the breaking down of foods. Well, what's your second phase in your body's being a food processor? Well, obviously, the second phase is you got to absorb what you broke down. Would you rather absorb electrical alkalis, which are healing, or acids, which are corrosive? <laughs> and uh, as a rule, you don't want to absorb acids because where do you absorb them into? Predominantly blood. There are uh, lipids and things that are sent to the uh, gallbladder, but still, uh, you want to look at an ash that doesn't burn the bowel wall, right? And of course, the World Health Organization has done study after study blaming proteins for uh, colon cancer or GI tract cancer. Because what you do to the colon, you do to the small bowel as well. You know, everybody just fixated on the colon, but the small bowel is. Uh, I did some uh, an iris analysis the other day, and I'd never seen a small bowel so bad. Generally, they're a little better than the colon, but uh, boy, this one was uh, had a lot of small bowel issues, and that's where you absorb the bulk of your nutrition is in the small intestinal tract. So this ash left after digestion, in the medical world, they think bicarbonate neutralizes all this uh, acid ash, which is false, a lie, illusion, that sort of thing. There's so much evidence and proof just symptomology-wise that that isn't true. So understanding that the alkaline-rich foods are the foods that are needed for consumption because Everything breaks down to an acid in the final analysis because acids is how you break down everything to what? The atom again, the atomic structure. Atoms are essential. The atoms are the building blocks, right, of the universe and everything else? Well, atoms are Lego pieces. Well, when you get a Lego set, you only have so many pieces. So there's only so many pieces uh, in the physical universe that you can grab and use. Same on this planet. That's why there's birth, life, and death. And we talked about this many times before. That that cycle is essential to the releasing of atoms so new structures can be built, new forms. That's just the way it is. If you stepped back and looked at this and you saw why the rainforest is breaking down and everything's breaking down, on the other side you see the tremendous growth and concrete and all the stuff that's also being produced, building materials and everything else. So it's just, uh, and the same thing with having babies, you know. You're going to have uh, a new generation of children. You have to lose an older generation of, of atoms. Or there's no atoms for the younger to come on board. So it's essential to realize that in all health issues, your first essential change is the consumption of, of, of an alkaline-rich diet. That's essential to everything, no matter what. Well, let's look at foods that are alkaline. Fruits, predominantly. There's some acid fruits, but bottom line there, alkaline-rich. Berries. Now, a lot of them are dubbed acidic, but they have high alkalinity when they're broken down. You have melons, 
and you have vegetables. Outside of that realm, almost everything is acid ash except mother's milk from a raw foodist. If your uh, uh, mother's milk from a meat eater is going to be more acidic, your fluids in your body change to the nature of your diet. So if your diet is rich in acid-forming foods, what we call it, or acid-ash foods, then everything in your body becomes acidic, including the fluids. Wait a minute. You've got a major fluid that is the kitchen that feeds all the cells in the body. How can you make the blood acidic and stay alive? You can't. So what does the blood do when you're eating high-acid-ash foods? And you see it everywhere you look. And that is the loss of calcium out of its little basement level of connective tissue steals calcium out of that to bring neutralization or to bring the blood pH up. Evidence? Varicose veins, spider veins, petechia, bruising easy, uh, aneurysms, hernias. You can go on and on and on showing the withdrawal of calcium out of different tissues. Uh, connective side of that. If you do not, then, then you end up dead, basically, physically. Now, to show you this, a lot of people are so acidic, their tears burn them. Their saliva decays their teeth, recedes their gums. Their sperm is acidic. Uh, a woman can ooze uh, acid... Uh, out, out of her vaginal area. We get sweaty, sweat that burns. Dandruff that burns. You can go on down that line where your excretions are acidic. <laughs> That's not in the order of things. Not really. So, the first order of the day is to change your diet no matter what situation you're in. Now, when you look at the alkaline foods on the planet, fruits, berries, melons, and vegetables, which one does our, the Homo sapiens species designed more to consume? And it's definitely not vegetables. Look at the difference between herbivores. Let's see if I got some pictures here of herbivores. All right. There you go. And their jaw moves this way and grinds. Our jaw doesn't grind. We have minor grinding. Herbivores grind and grind. If you watch a cow or a horse, they're grinding and grinding and grinding. And that's before it hits at least two to four stomachs. So when you look at it overall, and you look at lettuces, kale, and all the popular things out there, the greens like that, very difficult for the human to, to break down, so it has a negative energy loss to it, even if it's raw. However, people get healthy uh, eating a raw diet, including salads, no question about it. Now, if you're going to eat vegetables, super chew. That's all I gotta say, just super chew. Keep chewing and chewing and chewing, just like any herbivore does. But when you wanna go after tissue regeneration, AKA, take a look at our drmorris.tv site and look at tissue regeneration. Just, just for one example is the toe, 
that was all done on fruit. Now I say that, and it did have herbs. And basically herbs are vegetables. With a twist. With a twist. So diet is uno number one. When you're looking at tools that you use out there to help you get well, the botanicals are the kingdom. That's your magic kingdom. Because each, each entity, each herb, each vegetable, each fruit are specific and has specific parts of the body that they're good for, better for than other parts. Used to say the berries are good for our nerve and brain tissue, and depending on the look of the berry or what it is, it's good for that or that. I wonder what a banana is good for. <laughs> but with that said, Your fruit is the easiest to digest, has the highest yield. And remember we talked about the Yale study where the brain converts glucose to fructose? That automatically tells you why eat glucose-rich foods and let the body convert that. Why not eat high fructose herbs uh, or fruits? And that shows you why we get so much success at nerve regeneration. That was just uh, an incredible uh, find there. So, even though vegetables are electrically high, they're not near as high as fruit electricity. Fruit electricity is at least 4,000, 4,000 at least uh, units or whatever you want to call it of electromagnetic energy higher than a vegetable. And generally with a vegetable, and macrobiotic people will always say you got to cook your vegetables, and there's a reason for that, in, in their opinion, and that is because they're hard to digest. So you cook them down a little bit, breaking down the cellulose, and then you can digest them better. But when you introduce heat, you're introducing acids, and acids always breaks down and changes the chemical equation. So you're not consuming the same electrical foods. A good example was broccoli, and I've given this example before, has been rated at about 9,000 units of energy in the field, sitting there waiting to be picked take it to the kitchen, cut it up, and cook it, it brings it down to about 1,000. At least you're getting 1,000 out of it. Uh, I doubt if grains or beans have any electrical current after you soak them and then cook them down, breaking down the enzyme inhibitors and phytic acid, and you're eating an acid-ash product. And we're raised on this planet with a lot of acid-ash foods. You look at all, most ethnic groups and their foods are highly acid ash. And so it's no wonder people have all these troubles. And the big trouble with acid ash foods is, especially ones that we consider high protein is, they damage the kidneys. Well, the medical profession hasn't got to those organs yet. They just uh, kind of brush them off. You got an extra kidney in your body, uh, go ahead and give one up when someone loses a kidney. Hmm. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. It's stupid thinking. So you need every part that you're born with. But when you start to look at the bilateralness of the body, that's why when you come into the clinic or any of our places, we check blood pressure on both arms because you have a different blood pressure bilaterally. You have a different kidney and adrenal gland. Systolic is your adrenals, diastolic is your kidney pressure. And you got two of them. 
And believe it or not, we check blood sugar both sides, and they're different. But then sugar metabolism, you've got an adrenal gland on one side of the body and an adrenal gland on the other. Whoa, wait a minute. You mean I have a cortisol relationship on each side that could be different? Interesting, you know, when you look at that, how a bilateral entity can share common ground like a liver, a chemical factory, a spleen, which is how the blood cleans itself, uh, how blood moves around the whole body in that way. But again, lymphatically, and I've never thought about the blood moving on one side versus another, but lymphatics do. I mean, you see that when one kidney goes down, say the right one, you start having tumors and a lot of inflammatory issues on one side of the body over the other. I've had so many cases where one side of the body was getting extremely healthy and the other side was still in trouble. You know, and it all goes down to kidneys and the lymph system. Well, the, inner, the, the second thing that everybody in the world needs to know, and that is the lymphatic system and how it, what it's really for instead of this medical bullcrap. But the problem with the medical people is they're not taught properly. But then that awareness isn't there yet. You know, anatomy physiology books, we talked about that. The awareness of the lymphatic system isn't there yet. And that's amazing to me considering that all life requires two elements to it. Consumption in one way or another, whether it's the sun or one way or another, all life needs to have energy cons consumption, whether it's by food, by sun, by whatever. But then all life eliminates. Trees eliminate their leaves. Uh, you can go on and on and on. Flowers bloom and die. So all things go through these cycles. Well, the elimination cycle is the acidic cycle. The consumption cycle has to always be the alkaline cycle. Or life is not healthy. <laughs> it is mutated. And that's why you see genetic mutations constantly and then accelerating through these generations. Because health has generally been thrown because of the power and control of the allopathic community and, of course, the Rockefellers and certain of those uh, uh, levels of thinkers, uh, there's been a lot of brainwashing. Well, that's uh, a problem. Most humans don't take the time to think things out. Uh, life is uh, difficult. So you go to school, you graduate, you got to get a job, you get married, you have kids, and you got to go out and work, make money, pay the bills. So and the whole thing relies on education. Well, our educational system right now is one messed up entity. When you have socialism taught to our younger people in this country, take a look at the history of communism and the Communist Manifesto. Matter of fact, I have the Communist Manifesto at my house. Read the Communist Manifesto and then look at America and see what's going on here. And if you want to end up like that, where 60 million or 100 million people have been killed through that means, and you think there's something nice to have someone give you money and support your life, you're, uh, you're going to wake up someday in a very sad, sad situation, but so is everyone else around you. That's uh, why America is so great. It's not socialistic. Why there's a Bernie Sanders, I'll have no idea why he's allowed to even be there and teach that. I say, Bernie, go, go over to China and live for a while. Enjoy socialism at its greatest or Russia, 
France has a socialistic society. Go see why there's so many riots all the time in France. I mean, you know, where the few own everything. You can't own property. You can't own anything. Your foods are rationed. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's not a good, not a good look. Not for a lot of us that were in the military fighting for freedoms and stuff, you know. But anyway, uh, so these are elimination is essential, and you have a system in your body that is essential for elimination, and that's your lymphatic system. And that why is it a lipid-based system? Why, when it gets agglomulated, do you see its main lipid cholesterol building up? because you have acids building up. Whenever you don't eliminate acids out of the body, they accumulate. And the end result of acid accumulation is acidosis, or we use the word inflammation, because each are synonymous, synonymous with each other. And whenever you feel pain, that's not the alkaline side of chemistry, let me tell you. That's the acid side of chemistry. You can argue that the high end of both sides of chemistry will hurt you badly, and sure, you get the alkalize, you know, look at uh, Drano. Extremely alkaline. Burn you right up. Look at chemotherapy. Muratic acid, pH of one. I was watching... Uh, uh, Homestead Rescue, which I kind of like those guys. And uh, they were uh, helping this guy build this, uh, he built knives and stuff like this, and so they helped him to expand his shed because it was horrible. And they all had this new, new metal siding. And they said, well, we want to make it look old. So what did they pour all over this metal, this new metal siding? You know, the rippled metal siding? Muratic acid. It made it look rusty and old pretty quick because it's highly corrosive. No one wants to put their hand down into battery acid or muratic acid. Wouldn't be smart. Throw some muratic acid on your face and see how you think. Wouldn't be smart. So these are the two components that you have to understand. There's two sides of chemistry. Understand the nature of an alkali and the nature of an acid, which is real simple. It's out there. And then understand that you have two fluids that feed a whole bunch of cells, right? So trillions of cells. So you have the kitchen and you have the bathroom. It's just consumption and elimination. All life has to have these two components. And if you're sitting there calling yourself a medical uh, whatever, and you use the word health after your name, you better know these things. Because treating symptoms with pharmaceuticals have nothing to do with health whatsoever. So when you use that word, healthcare, it's a lie. Many people have used the word sick care. But treatment-based thinking never cures anything, whether it's supplements, natural supplements, or whatever. The curative value isn't there. Because when you come back and look at the the understanding of the two sides of chemistry and the two systems, and you realize that acid ash foods are so many studies being done, not only by who, which you can take that as you want, 
that other universities showing the corrosiveness of this, you have to understand it's just not the GI tract that gets beat up. To go and look at this into the bodybuilding industry, you show a high protein consumption. You also see massive kidney failure, massive arthritis, particularly rheumatoid, RA, and you see the loss of the joints that once were supporting up the weight and, and what they were, were, were building up. So the end result is no, no way justifies the, the beauty and what you go through when you're seeing someone build up and accentuate their muscles with proteins. The end result is a life. I have one, he's, he's been in books, I forget, his arms what, were 21 inches or something, he's huge, you know, really, his, he, was, he was incredible looking, I mean, V-shaped, big guy. Came to me with extreme RA, joints blown out to here, you know, wrists blown out to here, the poor guy. And uh, hard for him to get all raw, but he did a lot. He, he's come a long way. Been, he'd been with me 20 years, but uh, he worked as a riverboat uh, captain. And he had to use, and it's difficult because you've got to use your joints in life. And if you lose your joints, not a fun ride, is it? So another reason why you want to keep your diet on the alkaline rich side, the electrical side, it enhances the brain and nerve function, it uh, keeps everything clean, it keeps your bowels clean, uh, nothing sticky gluey, uh, keeps your fluids in your body alkaline, uh, so your own fluids don't burn you back, which when they say burn you back, I mean it burns the cells that create the human body. Lose your cells, you lose your body. Cells are structure function, you know. So anyway, that's essential for every case. And when I can't get to you on uh, these Zooms or anything else, or even here, if we have so many requests, uh, always remember that. If you're so advanced, call one of our detox centers. Well, we only, really, we have a lot of people out there that are uh, set up on Grapegate. Uh, that have been vetted by Nicholas, and so hopefully we have a lot of good uh, uh, detox specialists graduating from our school that's right there to help you. These guys have big hearts, most very spiritual, and uh, willing to help you ride through this. You always can call into my son's uh, detox center, and uh, they'll be glad to help you or ask me, or you can always get a hold of Megan through the school, and... Uh, especially when you're advanced and you need help uh, badly. Some of you guys have some real serious, serious issues, and you've got to uh, deal with them. So I love to do those Zooms, but I feel bad that I can't get to so many that wait so long. And this was one of them. Kevin, thank you so much. Regarding diet and recovery, hello, hope everything is going great and life is thriving around you. Well, it's going, you know, we're, you know, they got the battle between the two forces, you know, and that includes here too, you know, it's always the battle now. And the negative forces have been so accentuated by man that man doesn't realize he's battling what he created or brought forward more. Uh, I was hoping to find out if intermittent fasting is advised during the malabsorption period at the beginning of going all fruit. And that's a good question because... When I get a depleted case that has a lot of malabsorption, 
I really don't do water fasting, believe it or not. Even though water fasting is a quick way to detox, no question about it. Uh, I like to have electrical food. I like to have astringent-rich food because you're electrifying and astringing when you're looking at the lymphatic system. And another word for electrifying is going to be called hydration. Dehydration belongs to the acid side of chemistry. So when you feel dehydrated or you constantly need to take in fluids and stuff, that's a serious problem. And sometimes in a dehydrated state, you can take in too much fluids. You know, a lot of people can't drink a big thing of water. And so when someone takes a big uh, a glass of water and they have congestive heart failure or something, it can put them into serious trouble. I had a case in... Uh, a friend of mine was a, turned their house into um, like an assisted living place, but she was into health. And so I sent all my clients there. Shania Twain's brother went there. A lot of people stayed there for a while. And, of course, the prepare, they prepared all the fruits, the smoothies, uh, you know, juice for them, and everything was prepared. But we sent our advanced cases there, like in wheelchairs and things who couldn't fend for themselves and didn't have any help, so we would send them there. And this court had sent this lady there with extremely advanced ALS. She was in a, a fetal position, and her, her face had almost grown to her shoulder. She was locked there. Her legs were pulled up and locked together. So you couldn't clean her or anything. And so she was like this. Phew. Think about that case. It was horrible. So I started, because she had a feeding tube. And so we're putting up fruit juices and herbs up the feeding tube. And we had a video showing her unfolding. It's cool as all. Get out. And you can spread her legs in. You can work with her. Uh, that sort of thing. Well, the feeding tube got dirty, and uh, the lady that ran the place said, I need to take her to the doctor's office and get a new feeding tube. And I said, well, yeah. Right? So that night, I got a call from the lady, and she said, this uh, particular lady we were working on with advanced ALS is speaking in tongues. I said, speaking in tongues? I'm a little familiar with that. Let's, uh, let me hear that. I said, she's not speaking in tongues. She's choking. I said, what's going on? She said, well, the medical doctor said this lady suffered enough, and that's all he said, and then ordered I forget how many cc's of water every so many hours. He drowned her. By the time I got that call, and I told her to stop that immediately, she already was passing. He drowned her. You know, when you're highly acidic like that and you have too much water, you're, you can get yourself in serious trouble. That's why in some of your cases, you want to be real careful about juicing. Just eat your fruit. Some cases, they don't even want to do melons too much water. When you're highly edemic and you're prone to edema uh, massively like this, especially ascites and things like this, you have to be real careful. It's a delicate balance between getting those kidneys to open up as quick as possible. That's why our tools, the greatest tools that we have, the botanicals, are essential. That's why I love my formulas. They are, they, I've worked so hard for all these years to put the right herbs into the right formulas to affect cures in the human body. And it's, they're amazing.
That's why I have the protocols I have, and it's the journey is well worth it. But you've got to go after those kidneys. And, and sometimes the fruit, when you look at the condition of the fruits and the berries and all the food sources, the quality isn't there. So that means the whole consciousness of that food is not there to help you like consciousness of the herbs. Nobody's really destroyed them too much yet. So you're in a delicate balance here. You have to be careful about too much fluids with someone uh, that, that is prone to edema. With that said, though, you get someone that's malabsorbed and they're, they're emaciated and super thin, you want to re be real careful about uh, the foods that you're, you're going after. You're still going after those kidneys. And to put someone on a water fast like that, in my opinion, would not be smart. Or a dry fast, even though dry fasting and things really opens up kidneys. I mean, it's just like this delicate balance because the need of energy and ATP to the body is essential and the lymphatic system is so blocked up. So it's a lymphatic issue. Malabsorption is a lymphatic issue. But the first system up is the blood. So it's essential. That's why I love the fruit. Because if you can consume fruit and lots of it if you want, you're, even though you're paper thin, you're still getting ATP to the cells and you're not going to pass. Because you can't pound on weight. And this is medical thinking. Oh, you're so thin. Listen, have a bunch of protein, have a bunch of starch, eat a bunch of grains and put on weight. I, I, I never saw anything so more stupid. Because then you acidify the patient that much more and throw them in harm's way that much more. It's insanity. So, really important to look at that and know that there's a delicate balance there. And that malabsorption is a lymphatic issue and you have to go after the lymphatic system. Well, fruits are king of that, not vegetables. Fruits are king of the nervous system and of the lymphatic system. Well, wait a minute, of the blood? Wait a minute, fruits are king, period. You know, if you want to have a salad, okay, but for those that are pancreatically compromised, a salad is just that much more work. The easiest to digest foods are always going to be the rule of the day when you have pancreatic compromising, malabsorption compromising, because you're looking for more astringents. Hydration and astringents. And hydration comes from the alkaline side of chemistry. A high electron or electrolyte food. Well, that's only your fruits, your berries, your melons, and your vegetables. Everything else, unless, again, alkaline milk from those species that are eating alkaline. Humans tend to eat acidic. Their breast milks are acidic. And therefore, the baby gets more congested, more colicky, more problems like this. Serious stuff. Because the health of the physical form is quite simple, but can deteriorate massively until where the form is unformed, you know, and not fun to be in and use. Uh, let's see, during the, okay, 
which is at the beginning period of going on all fruit. When I started transitioning to around two weeks ago, I have very dry skin, very thin since abandoning toxic waste diet in December 22. For healthier foods, 29 years, male, 6 foot, 110 pounds. Skinny bean. Skinny bean, 6 foot tall, 110 pounds. Wow. Wow. Now, of course, we might consider some pituitary, when, when you're looking deeper, you know, when we're working on lymphatic and malabsorption and all that, we're also going to be looking at the endocrinology of the body. We're going to be looking at the pituitary. We're going to be looking at the endocrine glands, of course. You're always going to be looking at his adrenal glands. Uh, swapped to basically all raw vegetables in January when I half woke up to the actual anatomy of the human body needing plant foods. Yeah, and at a certain point, since you're not neurologically compromised, you could then pack on, say, our muscle by nature or uh, get you some uh, uh, rays, your own, or get you some alfalfa. problem with alfalfa sprouts, they're not very green in the store. And you really want to darken up your greens in the alfalfa sprouts, and you got a powerhouse right there. Uh, you could use that to put on muscle. But again, malabsorption has to be corrected, proper digestion. But if you're malabsorbed, your kidneys are where the problems are, of course, and the adrenal glands on top. A dry skin, what does that tell you? When you dry out, what, what side of chemistry are you on? Acid. And the next thing from dry skin is then it's going to be eczema, psoriasis. You go down that road of skin problems because you're retaining acid subcutaneously. I mean, when you uh, hold acids around cells, the end product is not good. You get tumors. You, you start breaking down the tissues. Vegetables was the initial change due to the, the sugar uh, fear-mongering from some alkaline dietitians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and when you, when you, then they need to take Pat's A and P course and understand that sugars are essential electrical components to the human body. Without ATP, AMP, uh, ADP, you ain't got electric, electricity to the cells. And if I'm a cell sitting there waiting for energy and I ain't getting none, I'm going to go, oh, I, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be functioning very well. What, what, what was it now? What was it I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, calling yourself a dietitian, you need to learn a lot more about the body simplistically, not get caught up in too much because when you get too deep into the physical body, no one knows. It's like Pat's course. She put up a couple of videos by two A&P professors, well-renowned in their field, and the one was so narcissistic, he about threw up on that. Like his, you know, he knew everything and his students had to catch up with him. And the other guy was really cool dude. He said, you know, even cell mitosis and all this stuff uh, is uh, theory. Theory after theory after theories. And I love that because when you start saying factual things in a theoried world, of science, because science is theories. I don't care what you say. Now, we can say positively there's two sides of chemistry. We can positively know what each side of chemistry's uh, nature is. Well, there's plenty of chemistry and study around that. But when you start going deeper into how things function, uh, 
electrically and chemically, you're getting into a lot of theory worlds. And that's where you get into trouble. Because when you lose the, the understanding of consumption and acid and alkaline foods, then you're, you're, you're looking at deeper issues. When, you, when you're consuming acid ash foods, and then you're looking interstitially at what's going on with cell wall permeability and all those factors, uh, you're not going to see factual stuff. You're going to see stuff that are related to defensive mechanisms or to what acid nature does to interstitial fluid slash cytoplasm slash you know, cell wall permeability and all of that. And also how the organelles, the RNA and DNA as well function, chromosome function abilities. And how you mutate these when, when intracellular uh, fluids become acidic. Well, that happens when the extracellular fluids or the lymphatic fluids, interstitial fluids, become agglomerated. Don't make that too complicated. I was intermittent fasting off and on during the time uh, primarily, uh, primarily vegetables and did a few small water fasts. Well, longest being three days water ending uh, with one dry fast. Well, I think that's pretty cool. Again, you might stay thin for a little while doing this, but the key is getting these kidneys to filter, remember? Make sure your urine has a lot of sediment in it. That's your key, because the sooner you get kidney filtration, the sooner you'll correct malabsorption, you know? The GI broom is good for an astringent effect on the uh, wall of the intestinal tracts. They will stringe to a certain degree and help that to a certain degree, but... Uh, you know, that's why we have everything we have going. When I had my tax return, I did buy a cheap non-electric alkalizing water filter. Uh, I see videos now where you do not recommend this type of water. Yeah, I mean, again, your best, I mean, when you look at some of this uh, good water out there, Aquapana is just so good. Italian uh, mountain water, oh my God, it's just so good. I was a pusher of distilled water in my earlier years because that's the way I came through natural hygiene. Uh, all of that is working with distilled water. A lot of thoughts on that in terms of the uh, loss of minerals in the body due to uh, a void of, of minerals in the water from osmosis or uh, whatever. You see that when you have a RO system in your house, uh, it'll leach the metal out of your copper pipes uh, because it's void. And anytime you have a chemistry that's void, you're going to have chemistry on the outside of that sucked into it. Everything in life seeks a homeostasis. So then you have a calcium uh, machine put on your house to, to bring the ballast to that, uh, which you want an alkalizing machine, of course. I mean, a uh, uh, substance like calcium to add to RO water. But again, you're getting away from the RO or distilled water type of concept. And there was thought by the medical world that it would astringe or leach out calcium out of your bones and stuff like that, which there's never, ever, ever been any evidence that someone drinking distilled water had any deficiency in the skeletal system or connective tissue. With that said, though, when you're dealing in, in people that are really sick, you want electrical water. And electrical water comes from mountain water, you know, pure mountain, uh, high uh, uh, electrolyte water, high mineralized water. Uh, again, use your fruits as your astringent values. 
But again, you know, uh, I don't have any super negative thing to say about distilled water myself. I had a lot of it. The problem is that you can't just use it with plastic because no matter what you hold distilled water in, it's going to leach. That's why when you have uh, distillers and you make it yourself, you consume it right away. But uh, if you get distilled water uh, from the store, you can taste the plastic in it. It's just, it's, it's a leacher. There's nothing in it. And the law of homeostasis demands osmosis or diffusion, you know, into these areas. Uh, it's just the way chemistry and the laws of chemistry set up. Uh, and, of course, consuming uh, electrolytes or electrical or alkaline water that's much higher than your blood pH serves the other problem. You're going to make your blood too alkaline. And, of course, alkalosis is not where we're going either. I mean, that's pass out, uh, all kinds of uh, problems with that, even seizures with that even. You, uh, you don't want to be too alkaline. Uh, and we do have to have minor acids. But getting down below, say, 5 pH is really, in my opinion, not the order of the day in your body uh, below 5 pH. But then you could also say above 8 pH. Cesium is, uh, what, 8? And, of course, they, they say that the Hunza land was full of cesium. And so, uh, what was it, Dr., uh, what was his name, was using cesium chloride to uh, on his cancer patients and then of course he disappeared somewhere and he was a medical doctor someone got rid of his butt and that was way back in the 70s where if you even thought or used the word cancer and you weren't a medical doctor you disappeared or went to jail you didn't nobody wanted these things cured it's too much of a money maker and it's a good way to have population control I mean, you're, you're with the world order thinkers. You've got to pull back. You're, you're the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Warburgs. These people are the one world order people. We're useless eaters, according to these people. So when the world is so populated, the goal is to, you know, bring that population down. How do you do that without letting them know, without letting know the humans know that they're being terminated? Ask yourself that. Uh, for example, the way uh, people were using baking soda in water, which I am still doing each day, but away from meal times. Yeah, but you know what? I have going back to using hormones and steroids, right? If you take a hormone and steroid, the endocrine, respective endocrine gland doesn't produce it. You stop the production. From your endocrine glands of that. What? So then I always thought that applied to digestive enzymes. Well, here comes the digestive enzyme world. And I rarely, I had a pancreatic cancer case once she couldn't digest anything. She ate an apple, she pooped an apple. And it was the worst case of pancreatic cancer I'd ever seen, and it was her second or third cancer. Well, guess what? That young lady is alive and well and has no pancreatic cancer, no problems, and I didn't use any digestive enzymes. But because foods come with their own enzymes in them. And when you're going after a case like that, what kind of foods would you put them on? Hard to digest vegetables? Uh-uh. 
You're going to put them into fruit level. And so that's why we've been successful with these complicated cases. We've kept them away from the vegetable kingdom. Well, here comes Gerson and Hippocrates pushing vegetables. And I used to have a steady line from the Hippocrates over here in Miami or wherever it is over on the East Coast of people that had just been there for months and went nowhere. I had one of the trainers bring a young lad over, had a big tumor on the side of his neck, been there three months on a lot of fruit, uh, vegetable juice fast, no changing. I had it gone in less than two and a half months, the whole thing. It, it, a lot of differences. And then he started sending all kinds of people over here from the Hippocrates. And any, anybody that a push a vegetable diet on Homo sapiens hasn't looked at the, the Homo sapien uh, form, hasn't looked at the anatomy and the physiology of the human being, they're just fucking off bull crap. You know? Even though I sell the survival of the 21st century, uh, Victor, he was uh, heavy into Sprouditarianism. Okay, you could argue between vegetarian or raw foodism, and you could uh, say that maybe a good uh, alfalfa sprouts, but still, you're not going to have the remedy at some of these higher levels that you that you do on the fruits. And again, taking digestive enzymes through the years, I've watched this. And people have come in and been on digestive enzymes, and they say, I can't get off of them. As soon as I get off of them, I can't digest anything. So, and I'm going to assume this is true with bicarbonate. If you take bicarbonate, your pancreatic duct quits making it. Well, <laughs> you don't want to quit making bicarbonate in the body. You know, and that's not how you bring alkalization to the body. You want electrical foods that are total in their chemistry, not just bicarbonate. But years ago, I did the same thing. Teaspoon of bicarbonate, a cup of water, down it a couple times a day. I did recommend that to my cancer people. Didn't take me long to grow up from that, but got to be real careful supplying the body with, uh, with digestive enzymes, bicarbonate, hormones, steroids, things like this, because the body will quit making them. And that's not in the order of the day. If your body cells are suppressed that are in the production of any of these things, you eliminate the suppression of the cell and enhance the consciousness of the cell. And how do you enhance the consciousness of a cell? And we'll call that electrical in terms of uh, science. But in terms of spirituality, you're looking at it from the consciousness of the plant and how that consciousness of the plant enhances the consciousness of cells. And then you can get into, you know, moving back behind that into, you know, what is consciousness? These are states of consciousness. But still, when you break it all down, everything comes from what? The one. My basic health overview is some uh, uh, receding hairline. So you know you're very acidic up in the scalp and up in the brain area, right? You ask yourself why hair doesn't grow on your skin or why you lose your hair. What side of chemistry are you on? Always go by what side of chemistry are you on, right? Too acidic. That's, that is corrosive. See you later, hair follicles. That sort of thing, right? 
So you know, very dry skin, we're right there. You're, you're, you're totally acidic in the subcutaneous levels. So then again, you're, not, you're seeing hair loss, and it just accelerates that, you know. And then you're getting dehydrated, and you see the white hair. Uh, previous uh, right side, uh, oh, due to cancer five years ago. Huge sweet tooth. So what's a huge sweet tooth? Fungus. Too much fungus in the body. So, you know, you want to go after the fungus among us, and that's parasitium and G, but parasitium, excellent for fungus, but also, you know, staying away from starch, watching how you combine your food so you don't create fermentation. Uh, you crave fermentation when you're high fungus. So that's going to be your cheeses, your grains, your breads, things like that. Starch. Extreme insomnia. Ooh. All right, guys, come on, students, let's go. What do we got going on here? Insomnia, right? Got the pineal gland involved. This dude is six foot tall. What else we got involved? Pituitary. So you got pituitary and pineal gland involved, we know already, right? Right. Okay, so we know the pituitary controls all the other endocrine glands. So whether they're specifically or individually weak genetically, that's one thing. And how would you find that out? ironology, but then you know that you're going to have some degree of suppression from his pituitary gland, right? So what else is this part of the head connected to? Transverse colon. Oh, so now we're into malabsorption, the breakdown of tissue in the transverse colon. We're seeing that whole picture of malabsorption with him. So everything starts, the puzzle starts, you start putting the pieces together, right? Right. But if he's that malabsorbed, and remember the liver, the pancreas, these are all branches off of this tree, right? So we're going to also look over there at the gallbladder. Mm -hmm. We're going to be looking at the liver. We're going to be looking at his pancreas. We're going to be looking at his spleen. We're going to be looking at the branches off of this gut tissue uh, tree, this embryonic tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what? Science is out there to help us where none others do. Iridology, pseudoscience, according to the allopathic community, who discovered it. You know, sometimes what their pseudoscience is the nectar of the gods. You guys are not about true healing anyway. If you were, it wouldn't take long being in practice to go, oh, these pharmaceuticals don't work. Uh, my life since even five years old. So, you know, you've got a lot going on here, my, my friend. And of course here, we got a receding hairline too. So that's, everything is being, that's sinus, all this stuff like that. So how do you get in all these places and start fixing them? Diet and botanicals. That's it. You don't need anything else. There's nothing else can get in and fix them. Nothing. But understand the connecting link to everything is either blood or lymph. If blood doesn't get to these places, these places die off. But the lymphatic system, that kills everything. That's your sewer system. That's your main immune system. 
always comes back to that. Well, you can't read about that anywhere. You have to go to Dr. Morris's, uh, well, it used to be a detoxification school, but now it's the International School of the Healing Arts. That's where you learn the true nature of the lymphatic system. And that will help you to understand why we have so many kidney problems, why we have so many adrenal gland problems, why there's so many diabetics, why there's so many uh, uh, female problems and male problems. Uh, you can go on and on and on, blood pressure problems, uh, and why we lose filtration or the elimination of systemic or metabolitic acids, whatever you want to call them. And progressively murky thoughts, especially memory. Well, you know, you're suppressing neurons, suppressing the CNS, central nervous system. And that brings you into, honey, where did I park the car? Honey, we didn't come in a car. Oh, I got a truck? My mother has a bad thyroid. My mama has bad thyroid issues. Well, here we go. Where did his pituitary come from? Mom? Is mom short? Is dad tall? Where did this come from? Is mom's thyroid issues both thyroid and pituitary? And now is this gentleman uh, thyroid and pituitary as well? What science will help us to look at that? Yes, iridology. That's the best science. Because you don't know when you're checking your basal temperature, you see low basal temperatures. Uh, you can do a blood test. You can check out your TSH, T3s, T4s. Still doesn't give you a picture. It can tell you whether the pituitary is involved, no question, but doesn't give you that look into the thyroids. Well, when you're talking about the thyroids, you have one for each side of the body, right? What else is right around the thyroids? Parathyroids. And what's parathyroid job? Calcium utilization. Uh-oh, bones, connective tissue, things like this. Very serious stuff when we start looking at this thing all together here. Well, guess what? The pituitary also controls the adrenals, ovaries, testes, really the whole nine yards. Milk, everything else. That pituitary is just an antenna of the hypothalamus, the main center frame of the brain. And this caused you right down to transverse colon. Everything is so connected. And the two connecting fluids are blood and lymphatics. Oh, and she's very dwarf structured. There you go. There you go. There you, there you go. You know, poor things get pituitary issues. You know, things are all fixable, guys. You just, even though you say, oh, you're genetics, man, you're done. No, you're not. Genetics are just cellular memories. Ch change the memory. Can you change your memory pattern? Sure you can. Seems to indicate pituitary. Oh, I love you guys. You guys are getting it. Uh, Kevin, kudos, young man. Exactly. And you're six foot, right? One's hypo, one's a little hyper. She, uh, also, she has had some very extreme psychiatric issues that were passed through to one of my three sisters, unknown cause. Well, again, at one level, you've got the mind, which is non-physical. You've got the emotions, which are non-physical. However, you have physical components that reach up and touch them. The CNS is the main uh, 
can we say, the endocrinology to the mind, right? But also thyroid, parathyroid. This is your happiness. This is your id, your ego, your individuality of the whole, of the one, right? The emotional component is going to be your adrenal glands. When your nervous system autonomic is down, your breathing is, is complicated, your heart is complicated, your peristalsis on all levels are complicated. So, you know, you become complicated. Uh, and so, the acid side brings the depression, brings the unhappiness, brings the, uh, the problems. And so, by enhancing the function of these things, it pulls people out of these lives of despair and unhappiness, of psychiatric problems and things like this. Some psychiatric problems are not psychiatric problems. They're physiological problems. Uh, most people called it borderline personality disorder with bipolarism, schizophrenia, and go to pituitary, parathyroid, and adrenal glands. Always for those. Always. Always go to your endocrinology for related issues, mental and emotional. And then fix a ball. I have been wondering if, there, uh, if this could be a spiritual issue ever since last year when I realized that my physical issues we have seen to be physical vectors for spiritual repercussions. Well, it's all karma. This is just a karmatic branch of the tree, you know. Very physical, very chemical, very uh, uh, bilateral or yin and yang, very dualistic, and very inert, basically. When you compare the physical form to, say, the mental body, which is thought, uh, there's no comparison. You immediately think it, it's there in your experience. Here, there's a process to get something. So it's just a lot more finite, if you will, than, than, the, uh, than the mental body or the, even the astral or emotional body. But all these bodies have corrected both ways. That's why I teach you guys how to, to quit thinking. Spend some time not thinking and just observing. Get beyond your mind which is controlled by others, including the negative forces, because the mind comes out of the negative forces as well as the positive forces. The mind is very dualistic. You can have beautiful thoughts and you can have evil thoughts. And you've got to get away from that. You don't own the mind. You're only using it. It's conditioned, no question, by all your lifetimes of experience and by others and, you know, like your journey. And if you want to get and become more happy and, and more awake, you've got to get beyond your bodies that you're using. And so learning how to get beyond thought is really key. Get any book by J. Krishnamurti or just simply learn how to quit thinking and, and use observation instead of thought to motivate you. Uh, also, by getting the physical form healthy, the regurgitation of that back into the astral, back into the mental bodies, is a given. So your emotions get stronger and you get more control of them. You get more control of the mind, the chattering monkey, the joker, if you will. So to me, everything is a spiritual journey. You, know? you can't have one without the other. 
you can't separate spirituality from non-spirituality, but at one level you can look at that and go, oh, that's not very spiritual. Uh, let's see. There seems to be a physical parasite for every dis-ease, and they appear to find you when you're doing something wrong to another or yourself. It's all karma. It's all karma. You know, the old... Uh, uh, Physics. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. I hate that. But my father was very healthy on the surface until he was told he had ALS. Oh, whoa. Okay, so that puts you in the back of the head, too, as well, right? Puts you into brain lesions. Well, when you look at these uh, radius solaris in iridology, uh, that's what you want to look, Kevin, in your eyes. Get a picture of your eyes and take a look at them. See if you have this radiating solaris, which are black lines like sun rays coming outside of the gut tissue or the pupil. Some go right down into the pupil, which is gut, totally gut-related. And so, absolutely. And then, of course, on top of that, the kidney and adrenals have to be way down to have the autonomic that far down. Myelin sheets, you have to see a fairly amount of nerve rings in the eye. Generally speaking, I don't think I've ever seen an ALS case or an MS case that didn't have nerve rings in it. Possible. Been a lot of years. I don't know what manner of treatments he had, but he did confide in me a few things about the possible cause of the issue. Uh, the one that struck with me was that he played a lot with mercury in his hands. He might not be too far from wrong with that, son. Luckily, it's not your mother because your mother passes you that sort of thing. Your dad doesn't. But mercury, we, we played with it in school ourselves. That's how you change a penny colors. No one said it was an extreme neurotoxin. Then all of us had algum fillings in the mouth full of mercury. Maybe that's why I'm a little senile now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, apparently that was a thing. But yeah, it was. It was. You play with mercury. Cool stuff. Oh, God. But again, everything is this huge learning curve in creation. And this planet is on the low side. It's not the most evolved planet out there. Humans still hurt each other badly. And uh, for I don't know what reason, you know, and want to control others, blame others for their misgivings. Sick. Mm -hmm. May your days be serene. Oh, thank you. Joyful ones. Kevin, love you, son. But yeah, go after that. I'm sorry I didn't get to you on the Zoom the other night. But. Ooh, iPhotos. Oh, yeah. That's the way of that. You know, there's so many people waiting. I can see a bunch of you, but I can't turn the pages, but I can see, what, 20 of you, I think it is. I don't know how many on the first screen. And I try to, you know, but it isn't always a one-word answer. And I know Marco tries to keep it down. Uh, difficult, though. It's not a, a couple of words questions, and they're not a couple of words answers sometimes, you know. But the, the answers will always come back to your diet and to using a, the use of botanicals. 
And if you look at our protocols, and that's what this book is totally designed for, I don't know, put this thing out like this, I don't know, guys. Uh, it's not cheap. This looks like a $20 book at best to me, but, you know, this is going to be a 60 or so dollar book. And we're going to bring back the binders, but it costs me a lot of money to pre-buy. i got to buy 250 of them uh, minimally, which makes the cost even that higher. It's like if you ever printed anything, you know what I'm talking about. I love all what you do for the people with your work. Ah, thank you so much. Who am I talking to here? Austria? Michael? Or Michelle? Uh, all right. I have attached my Irish photos here in this email. Here is my health story in short. At age seven, my appendix had been removed. Holy crap a doodle. At age seven, she had severe glomulation interstitially in her colon, so she was malabsorbed when she was born, you know? What, what makes you lose your appendix is, oh, the lymphatic system, but wait a minute, the appendix is a lymph node, uh-oh. That's why I say in some of your cases where you might have had lymph node swelling for years, you don't know the condition of the lymph nodes, you know? And if they deteriorate, it's difficult to get to an area on the other side of that lymph node that's deteriorating. Very difficult. And it's nobody's fault. It's just the, the unconsciousness of our world right here. And learning how important the lymphatic system is and how important the kidney connection and the skin connection is to that and how important a proper elimination is to that and what happens when you don't. You know, the breaking down of tissue. In iridology, you can see some people's lymph nodes have been swollen since birth. Around age 20, a couple of years, I used recreational drugs, weed, speed, and have been put on psychotropic drugs. Ooh. At age 34, I got my wake-up call as barely able to walk the stairs up having well over 300 pounds. Wow, honey. Whoa! Or whoever. Smoking cigarettes for 17 years? Ooh, you, you wanted to come here and play, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, soul comes into these worlds wanting to experience, and so some of the experiences are not joyful, you know, once you get there. Uh, stopped completely at age 34. Also stopped alcohol completely. Excellent. At age 41, I had a burnout uh, leading to a bleeding duodenal ulcer. So, again, you're burning from the inside out. And again, that's tied, go back and tie that to the appendix. When someone loses their appendix or appendix pops or deteriorates, what is that telling you about the interstitial condition of the whole intestinal tract, small and large? You're compromised lymphatically. And then you're waiting for ulceration, ulcerative colitis, uh, IBS, Crohn's. All of these things are more interstitial than anything else. Although acid ash foods do burn the wall, that's proven. And you get a mucoid plaque buildup on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Picture time. But you can go to any Dr. Jensen's book. 
and see some of these. Lord of mercy. You'll see black stools a lot of times coming out. And when you have an endoscopy or colonoscopy, if you're black, they blame the use of herbs for that. Oh, really? Ow. Oh. You know, a lot of people use the, the VE irons uh, products, the bitnite clay, psyllium and stuff to get a pull draw like that. But uh, you can get all kinds of nasty stuff out of your whatever. So there's a lot of nasty stuff that comes out of the human body, and you've got to be prepared for that. Oh, Lord, yeah. That's pretty black. These are people that are doing the do. Yeah, here's gallstones if you want to see what gallstones look like. There your cholesterol, bile stones. They're generally soft though. That just shows you some pictures in our one of our catalogs of pictures. Ah! All right. So, ulceration is the product of which side of chemistry? There's only two sides of chemistry. Which side is ulceration fit on? It's not the alkaline side. Oh, acids burning your cells up. Uh, I twisted quite, I twisted quite much. Today I am 44, and since five years fruit-based, I got down to currently 170 pounds. Yo! Give this individual... 10 thumbs up. I mean, look at that. They went from 300 pounds to 170 pounds, as it happens just today, finished my 500 days of streak running and am participating in ultramarathon mountain races. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's self-empowerment. This is a warrior here. On my way to that, I water fasted a couple of times, longest 30 days. Look at that. Warrior. If you uh, have during 30 days water only, plus 12 days refeeding on fruit, couple hundred bowel movements, you know for sure that mucoid plaque exists. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't read that. Yeah. Look how everything works out, guys. Look at how everything works out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that. Just, just pull the picture of a lot of mucoid plaque. Absolutely. My big problem is that I get waves of pains in my lower... Well, remember... You're going back to the loss of the appendix, the ulcerative uh, uh, ulcerations. Uh, you've got to get your kidneys filtering and move this lymph out. You could have sulfur involvement in the gut. I've got your eye. Oh, we need to talk. <laughs> Let's talk. We'll be looking here, guys. Give me a couple minutes. Uh, also, chest and bowel area. Uh, a couple months there is like nothing. And then last uh, December, it started again on and off. Today, March 1st, 23, I am behind a five-day, 15, 10, oh, 
minute pain week. I take no painkillers, but sometimes it's too much, and I kind of try stopping it by eating not so well. What now? Yeah, isn't that funny? Feed an ulcer. And that's the funniest thing. You feed an ulcer the same foods that create it, and you don't feel that you have one until, you know, things pop. Then I stopped eating, and it gets better. Maybe I'm not designed to eat. You know, you wonder that sometimes. Really, you do when you're highly agglomerated. Well, let's take a look at his eyes. I suggest the pain is detox, but could be. Uh, but again, pain is acid, and you're getting into those, those areas. But it's too much pain for me. Well, then back off, go slower. Be careful with any of uh, the acid fruits like uh, lemons or oranges and things like that. Stay maybe more of your sub-acid. Get more of your grapes maybe, even though they're aggressive. Even watermelon can make pain come out like crazy, to be honest with you. Uh, I get that. And use, you could use slippery elm, marshmallow teas. Uh, great for that sort of pain. We do have a nice herbal pain formula, but not for extreme pain, of course. And I spasmodic can help a lot of times because there's spasticity involved in pain. So those two formulas together work well, I've been told, through the years. Uh, I get that. I can't reverse 35 years in two months, so I keep on going my best. You've got a great attitude, Michael. Nice eyelashes. All right. Now, I'm kind of reversed with this camera, so you see that dark rim? Skin. Born with a very chronic skin. So when you're born with a chronic skin, I can go thyroid. Thyroid. Big weakness in the thyroid gland and parathyroid, also in the tonsil area. Here's the radius solaris I was talking about. Look at that. Look at those three big radius solaris. Now, dead, ALS, back of the head, cerebellum, mastoid area, right there, right here. So here, son, you got some things that's developing here. Look at this orange look around the pupil. Sulfur, so that, and look at over orange here. So I believe you have sulfur involvement. See if I can help get up here a little better. All right, you see this thickness here? Let's see if I can get myself going around this. See this? That's in the wall of your gut, small and large intestine. See how thick that yellow is there? Yellow subacute too. So you're advanced in your weakness. See how thick that is? That in iridology and people that that don't realize this is your lymphatic ring, call it the. Uh, uh, what is it, the animation ring or whatever it is? No. See this? And these are spots in your gut tissue right here. Right? So when you look at this, all these, all these radiating uh, fibers here out of the pupil. Oh, see if I get, I'm backwards here, but I can't do it. All these fibers radiate from the pupil out, uh, like the spokes on a wire wheel. Anytime you see these lacunas, look how this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Right kidney, ow, ow, not good. Here's your, oh, sorry, I'm in the left side here. Left kidney, owie, owie, owie. 
And this is all up your spine on the left side. Look at this. Right kidney. Gonna be right in here. No, right in here. Look at this black spot right here, guys. Exactly six o'clock. What are we talking about? Right femur fitting in a hip right here. Groin, appendix area, all this. Look at that. That's why he lost his appendix. Look at all these. This is his upper neck on the right side, lower back, kidney related. Again, thyroid, parathyroid. Now on this side, the thyroid, parathyroid, not so bad. Little thyroid here, a lot of lymphatic stakes. See how thick that looks right in there? Parathyroid. Pineal, pituitary. Yep. Yeah. So, we got sulfur, which is constantly in there irritating you. So, you should see bits of orange coming out of you too, man. Left kidney, not happy at all. An adrenal gland, very chronic. Uh, knee, uh, a little bit of that femur's involved. Go to the left hip. Your hips are involved genetically. Your groin, which part of your appendix area is uh, chronic in that area. Your upper right femur, very chronic. Even that whole right leg is involved genetically. Uh, kidney's better than the left kidney, but still you got spots in it. Uh, prostate, not a happy little fella. Weaknesses in the bladder, but then you pick up almost degenerative lower back. That's your L4, L5 areas, big time shown here. Upper C-spine, axis, even throat is involved. Uh, so this stuff's coming on you, and you got to fix this uh, pituitary parathyroid, thyroid issue. That's when you get into glandulars for the parathyroid, very essentially so. Uh, definitely stronger on the right side than you are the left side, genetically speaking. Uh, liver, I need to get into the liver, uh, weakness in the right arm here, uh, gallbladder, uh, gallbladder, pancreas, need to help, uh, right testicle, not happy. In the female, that would be the right ovary. Same thing on the left. Uh, Again, uh, a lot of back weaknesses down the left side of the body. You really got to work on your parathyroid, your pituitary, your endocrinology here, really important here. Your tonsil on the left side is not happy at all. If you still have that, it's not atrophied away. Um, yeah, you got scattering weaknesses in the back of the head here, but on the, on the right side, it's much deeper involved. Uh, bronchial trunk, lower trunk. This is close to the heart area, so um, sometimes the heart weakness is showing up more into the lower part of the bronchial there. Possible genetics there. Uh, spleen, not happy, not happy. So these are some of the areas you've got to work on. You've got to keep working on your lymphatic system, but I can see why. You get a little prolapsus of the transverse colon flexures a little bit, but about right midsection here, you got a prolapsed uh, transverse uh, colon there. Uh, stomach spots on it, of course, like everything else. Um, not major connective problems in the gut. I've seen a lot worse by far, uh, but 
a lot of genetic weakness in the skeletal system, the thyroid, parathyroid, pituitary, uh, kidneys, of course, that's what brings that gut. Uh, 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 and again, that orange, this orange is, is sulfur right around the pupil. It's hard because when I had the camera, I could, I was I, better. We have a, a, a monitor over here that I have to use because the hurricane kind of damaged our camera. <laughs> so uh, we had to rig it up. But that's what I see. And uh, you want to dig in and uh, keep going. Your, your focus is right on, my friend. I love every your thinking and focus. You're, you've got some good genetic side genetic weaknesses. You've got to pull yourself out. But just the endocrinology is vital in your case. I definitely would add a parathyroid glandular to my protocol. I would also add brain and nerve. You want to get circulation going through everything better. Uh, but you want to hit those kidneys and lymphatic system big time. Liver gallbladder, they can wait if you can't afford it. Uh, but the liver gallbladder for me can help the pancreas and the spleen, believe it or not. Uh, but moving that lymph is key to your success, uh, at prima facie to your success of being healthy and getting out of this, uh, getting this sulfur. If you got a lot of mucoid plaque out, I'm excited. Uh, and a lot of that should have sulfur in it, but sulfur interstitial a lot of times. It's also in the stomach area as well. And I hate sulfur. All right. I lost fillings over time also due to consuming too much sugar due to anxiety. Okay, so consume, consumption of too much sugar and anxiety, how are they related? To your adrenal glands, right? Of course, consuming too much sugar tells you what? Fungal-ridden. And then, of course, the adrenals deal with sugar metabolism, but when you're consuming sucrose, uh, it takes a lot of adrenal power to deal with sucrose. Like, the body can't deal with sucrose like it can't deal with proteins. Those are the two top dogs on each side of chemistry. Your body can't deal with complex chemistry like that. That's why simplistic or simplicity is always your answer. Anxiety, of course, tells me that the adrenal glands are down. No question means then the kidneys are down, right? And then that means what other system is down in this case? The adrenals, all right? I mean, the uh, lymphatic system. So then we go right up into here. Why would you have fillings in the first place? And that then takes you into the decay of the teeth. Oh, but that's sugar and bacterium, according to some dentists. Other smarter dentists are going to go, you know what? That's acids. The pain, let me see, causing irritation to the point now I can't bear the pain. Ooh, in the mouth, the pain sets in later in the day. As long as I don't eat, I'm okay. Hmm. Yeah, because when you eat fruit, that's going to that's gonna create detoxification. That could exacerbate pain, no question about it, you know. But if you do it in a balanced way, deal more with bananas and sweet fruits and sub-acid fruits, you'll be much better. Getting into acid fruits is probably not going to make you feel real good, which is in the afternoon. I do not have a dentist as she retired. Whoever I went to see want to do a root canal and expensive things relevant. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. Root canals are just not the order of the day, to be honest with you. Uh, again, though, but your, your, your 
interstitial areas of the gums, lymphatics, stagnation, acids, and so you start losing enamel, you start breaking down the root, you start breaking down everything like that. And then, of course, they call it cavities, and they blame bacteria uh, and alkaline chemistry. Now, alkaline chemistry doesn't create corrosiveness. Acids do. And a lot of people, especially medical people, don't consider interstitial dentists and things like interstitial. And you got to think interstitial. That's around the cells. The spaces around the cells. Have what in the spaces around the cells? Blood and, oh, lymph. Acid and base. One being a oil base, so the water-based blood doesn't mix well. Good thinking on the divine part, right? Can carry two fluids in the same space, kind of. I don't want to do this. I believe I can heal my teeth and change my lifestyle. Well, the, the uh, gentleman was talking about bicarbonate. You want to wash your mouth out with bicarbonate, baking soda. Get the aluminum free, by the way. Uh, but wash your mouth out with that. Make sure, get pH papers. Check your, your saliva. Make sure it's not acidic. Because as long as your saliva is acidic, bye-bye teeth and gums. Because not only is your saliva acidic, but your interstitial spaces are acidic. That's how you get acidic saliva. So this just all accelerates the decay of, of the enamel, the loss of calcium, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The receding gums, all of this, because you're breaking down tissue. Uh, what, uh, so that's how I would go with this. I'd also check my parathyroid gland, make sure I'm perking that up a little bit so the utilization of calcium, I'm going after the cause of this, even though I'm way up here and I've got to get back here in the kidneys, I got to get proper lymphatic elimination. I've got to get uh, eliminate. I got to get this moving. I got to get my lymph moving out of my jaws, right? I got to get my lymph system moving out of my head area. Well, the head area is sitting right down on the transverse colon. So you're always going to go on kidneys and the lymph system, but you're always going to work on the GI tract always. Essential. And then, you you know, all that's tied together. And then I would hiccup that parathyroid gland and make sure you don't have a pituitary involvement with it. If you do, hit the pituitary with a pituitary herbal and the parathyroid with a glandular. And that's going to give you the calcium utilization to rebuild, but you can't rebuild in an acidic medium. That's why you have very little uh, cellular regeneration allopathically, because they're not removing the acidic medium they see this, this, the problems in, the inflammation in. You've got to get in and remove the medium that's causing the problem, the site of chemistry that's causing the problem, or you can't remove the problem. You're just throwing steroids and everything else in to, to try to avoid the pain and things like this. And, so wash your mouth out with baking soda. Also, when in pain type of scenario, you can use Cipriel, marshmallow. Uh, a lot of the anti-inflammatories, mullein is great. It's an anti-inflammatory. We do have a, a three herb, it's called now, uh, formula. Excellent for pulling out uh, mucus and stuff out of the head area, of course. And I would go that. How can I avoid a root canal with 99% of dentists say you need one? Well... This all boils down to the tooth involved, the location, the need that you have for that area to work properly in a timely manner. If you have time on your side, go after it. 
because a root canal goes bad eventually. Ask any dentist that. Because you haven't changed. You've just taken out the nerve. You know, and it's like, no, because everybody else is still cells hanging around, so is the tooth, and eventually the tooth gets dark and bye, bye, bye tooth, right? Because you haven't done anything to change why. Cause, fix the cause, and the symptoms will correct themselves. Always, that's naturopathic. The treatment never, never lends anything. So I hope this helps you guys. Uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you tuning in to our videos and using them to help you. It was a pleasure to talk to so many of you the other night. Uh, I hope to uh, keep doing those. Uh, kind of helpful. And uh, I know Pat and I are going to, she's going to start up her A&P classes. And uh, I'm excited because uh, we have a lot to share when it comes to embryology. And of course, she was telling you the other night about the lymphatic system. Uh, big key of learning that. And of course, Pat's one of those uh, real smart, I mean, she's extremely aware uh, A&P professor. And so she knows both sides of the coin. Even though her university only allows her to teach medical doctors one side, that's just a tear for her. I know it is. She tells me that. And I feel for her, you know. Because me, I can't teach something that's not true. I can't teach it, wouldn't teach it. Uh, I just couldn't do that. Uh, but then she does classes, uh, I think, on the side for them and stuff like this. But if you're a medical doctor, you deserve the right to know about the lymphatic system and the two sides of chemistry and how all that works and how the kidneys and the skin are a vital part of this lymphatic system. You need to know those things in order to know what's causing man's problems. Fixing it allopathically is somewhat problematic. So, as I've told you, I have a lot of medical friends that are using the naturopathic approach and getting results and going, yeah! And those are great medical doctors. Right? So, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have fun today. Or after you get this.